trip, we're gonna learn new things to take and step and we got a podcast. Our friends tell us about what they learn and a lot of our facts are not exactly that, but we try. So let's fight. Let's fight. Let's fight. Let's fight. You were telling no, me about four where do you do yoga again? Wait, four or five times a week? Yas. Well, yeah. That is very impressive. But it's all that I do. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's the only working out that I do. But I do core power yoga, which is not really real yoga. It's like you do yoga with weights. I know exactly what that is. It's people trying to get It's a really good workout. It's good. I love it. It's good. Okay, well, I want to go with you sometime. You can come anytime. Oh, actually, I have a free class to use because I got it for my birthday. So let's just like make a plan and have you use it. Okay. I think, did they do the free week? Yes. Okay. I can do the free week. Hell yes. But then when you're done with the free week, then use my free class. Okay. And then try to get a new email and then do another free week. (laughs) Check, check. You can kind of scam them. I once was almost granted like a free core power for like a year, but a job opportunity like fell through. It was like one of the perks and I was like, oh. Sadness. That's very valuable. Mm-hmm. That's in New York. That's. I want to get paid um, to be on TV or in a movie just as a career, but um, <laughs> also like genuinely 50 50, just so I can be like, do you mind getting me a personal trainer? And like, <laughs> oh, um, I want nothing more than. And this is one of my favorite questions to ask people is um, if you had unlimited money, if money mm-hmm. was never, ever, ever a question or an issue for you what would you spend it on and my two are personal trainer personal chef oh hell yes on personal chef especially i like cooking um but having a personal chef sometimes would be great but i enjoy cooking as like a thing to do yeah i to me that is a sign of a patient person Mm interesting yeah gosh whenever i'm cooking i wait to cook until i'm it's an emergency and i need food fast so like cooking yep, is just same. like <gasps> i'm eating you, while i cook oh yeah and it's a bat and then i sit down and i'm like oh, i'm, I'm full because i <laughs> ate all the breadcrumbs or whatever are we recording yeah yeah oh amazing uh, okay we're here on uh, we're here on the podcast let's fly I'm your host. I'm one of you. I'm one of your kind of the wow. lesser of the hosts, Megan Strickland, and I'm the moster of the host, uh, Steph Cook. And we are here with a very special guest today, Maria Rondazzo. Hello. Uh, um, just kind of a little background, um, switching things up. Maria is a comedian in New York City. We don't often have that. That's a JK 5000 <laughs> for all of our um, kind of regular listeners. We do often have comedians on the po- or exclusively have comedians on the podcast, but that doesn't mean Maria is not extremely unique. Um, she Thank you, Megan. Hails from Chicago. Uh, Works for the Second City. Um illustrious second city we did also look at your linkedin looks at your linkedin oh. also have a little bit of a day job uh <laughs> kind of have your day job background as what well. is on my linkedin that you found you were an admissions uh counselor i was at- yes loyola that's correct for three years wow. i re- recruited high school students i reviewed applications i awarded scholarships i changed wait you had the Lives. power wow. to do that 
Yeah, well, I mean, I made those choices and then they would like go to a, a board, a team of people who, I guess board's not the right word, an admissions team. Yes. And they would make sure. But like, it was basically like if you met a certain criteria, you could get admitted. It was more like if you were on the line or you didn't meet the criteria, I would Review. make a case for a student. Whoa. Oh, yeah. That's so powerful. Also, wait, just out of curiosity, what for Loy- for Loyola, what What's like the GPA? What was like the GPA SAT? Well, it's changed. I was an admissions counselor 2009 to 2012, and it's changed, I think, quite a bit since then. I think it's more competitive. Oh, okay. Yeah, and if I, oh man, going back in my mind, I'm not going to remember, but if I I had to, to the best of my recollection, I believe like you were admitted if your GPA was... I think like a three, two or above or. Okay. Yeah. That's, you know, that's good. yeah. Um, and then your ACT had to be above, I think a 24. I don't even, What's I the, don't understand ACT. I, I never took it. I don't or either. I think it's, okay. it's a Northern thing. <laughs> I didn't take it. I took the only the SAT. I took. It's like East Coast, West Coast, Midwest. It's like all different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But the ACT goes up to 32, is that right? I th- yes, 32. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But the SAT went up for a second. They made, right. made it go higher. They That's brought right. it back down, though, but then right? Kinda brought, they kinda, they kind of like get get soft now, y'all. Or what's that song? A little bit break louder. Break it down low. A little bit softer oh, now. Oh, a little bit softer now to the SAT. From um, classic wedding song. <laughs> Yes. Classic wedding ballad. Or ballad, it's the wrong word. What are the songs that you love to hear at weddings and you hate to hear at weddings? Oof. Here's controversial. Because I went to a wedding a month ago. A lot of Michael Jackson was played. And I got to say, those were the biggest. Ballsy. Those were. And, and people would leave the dance floor, but. <laughs> people were, left the dance floor? Well, I guess I don't know if they were making a statement. <laughs> I just was like there was a walkout. I was like, like or they wanted some cake. But no, I would say um, they were the biggest dance jams of the night. Okay, I think well, I yeah. know why, Steph. And sorry to point directly into your eye. And for our listeners at home, I just kind of aggressively. I, I think for weddings, multi generational appeal is the thing. Yep. Like, I think you do have to be very conscious of that. And Michael Jackson, obviously, kind of now problematic figure, but he is. <laughs> multi-generation he crosses he, he, generations he crosses, he's, he crosses i was actually shocked that so much michael jackson was played to be honest like but was it more was it more than four michael songs yes that's a lot that's a lot that, i would say like that's too much that seems like that's <laughs> as i think like four think is like more, yeah. the i guess like three i think is fine four is probably you're just pushing it and then anything over that is just like, like it's like insane yeah unless it was like a melody where it's like okay they played michael jackson for like four minutes and we got five songs no and but <laughs> i you know i don't know it, it's he's problematic um, understatement i mean have yeah. you watched that documentary i did watch it have you guys seen it no question okay, you've yeah. seen it steph oh, you've seen it yeah i have not seen it don't i mean i'd say don't watch it <laughs> it's really sad all you need to know is like I he, mean, he for sure is if you're interested in watching it you can watch it it's not no, like and i'm gonna say don't watch it okay <laughs> just kidding <laughs> interesting okay so what's your wedding song okay my least favorite wedding song when it comes on i just go what is what is the reaction here? <laughs> Sweet Caroline, oh, yeah. I don't care. I mean, 
<laughs> I really am just like, first of all, you can't dance. You no. sway and, and you clap. look and you make eye contact and you go, bah, I think it would be good at a Neil Diamond concert. And that's, right. that's it. Correct. Yeah. Is he the original person of this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, Megan. So that checks out. <laughs> He's, Neil Diamond isn't like doing a cover in this scenario. Correct. Cool. I had a friend in Austin who was in a Neil Diamond cover band. Amazing. I never, I never ended up seeing them. But it was always like, I didn't really know Neil Diamond's music at all. So it was always a mystery to me what they did. <laughs> now I somewhat know. And it seems like a very fun, like, party band. Yeah. Or oh, like, yeah. Yeah, kind of like sha- shag music or something, if you will. Shag music? And like shaggy. N- uh, actually, that's not exactly what I meant. but Shaggy. Yeah. You know, well, sh- well sh- sh- shag music is like, shag is like beach music or like, so... In South Carolina, there's a dance, a state dance, actually, and it's called The Shag. Is it? Yes. And it's like, there's a movie called Shag, which you should watch, which I will write. Or no, you you should watch it, but if you're interested in kind of the the culture of Shag. What is The Shag? How is it done? Um, It's like a one, two, three, one, two, three rock step, kind of low to the ground, kind of beach, just like partner dancing kind of dance. Under the palmettos? Under the, exactly, under the palmettos. Um, but it's Steph all like just gave me a <laughs> real wild look. Steph, Steph almost pressed stop record. I think this margarita hit me pretty hard. I gotta be honest, and I, I and I feel bad. I just started talking about Michael Jackson. I didn't say my favorite song, my least favorite song. Um, <laughs> it's okay. We weddings. got we got you. Okay, you're right. Favorite song, Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> least favorite song, anyone else? That's <laughs> not Michael Jackson. I don't know if this happened to you guys, but you get invitations for weddings now and they say there's like a little card inserted or it's part of the RSVP where you have to say, if this comes on, if this song comes on, I promise to dance. Have you seen this? I think I have. No. Okay. Well, maybe it's just one invitation, but they had this and it's like, (laughs) sincerely, that kind of, I I was like RSVPing, but then I, I spent one whole night like at my computer, like on Spotify. <laughs> like it was really it believing was like, that they would hold you to it I at the like, wedding. I was like, <laughs> what is the best song that I could bring to the wedding? Like, it was incredible. What pressure. did you write down? Um, I, oh, I ultimately wrote down KC and the Sunshine Band. Um, which song? Which song? The song is um, uh, Give It Up. It's like, give it up, baby. I can't okay. sing at Steph, all. Do you know this song? I and also, so, it might not be Casey and the Sunshine Banks. I get are you thinking confused. of Marvin Gaye? Oh, well, I consider some Marvin Gaye's. I texted my father like 50 times and was like, what's the right call? So you like, just did their job for them. Well, they I don't have like, to make their like own playlist. All of a sudden, I was de- playlist. But I only ultimately turned in one song. But it's like, what's the song that gets everybody off their feet? That, that has enough of a rhythm that everyone's dancing. Mm-hmm. That also has some horns in there. You know, you, I you, love horns. You, ugh, you gotta have horns. Mm-hmm. Do you have horns here tonight? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> okay, I was misled. Maybe but. we can put it in a post or something. <laughs> <laughs> but also, subject matter of the song can't be too depressing. Depressing, you know, can't be about a breakup, can't be about a love loss. True. <laughs> I just I'm also sweating. love thinking about like an insanely upbeat song that's about. <laughs> heartbreak i i really need to know what this casey and the sunshine uh, band is song is honestly it's like 
It's it's like a disco song. It's good. I love disco. When I turned thirty, I threw myself a huge disco party. Hmm, they get an invite. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Me you neither. guys are in, you guys are already living in New York City. It was a <laughs> Chicago invite only party. It was actually really stressful, and I will never throw myself a themed birthday party again. <laughs> okay. That feels real. Wait, what's the date? Your November birthday? Give um, it up. March. Close. Um, One of my favorite things about Megan is that she looks at me and she goes, "And you're from Orlando?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No." Honestly, never been. Never been. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, this is, is this it. it? Yeah, it's a great song. Listen to this lead up. I I would argue not perfect for a wedding, but it's ultimately what I sent him. It would get me on the floor because I love disco. Love it. And I think in a past life, I was like a Studio 54 girl. Yes. I went to a party where there was a fortune teller there giving free fortunes. Yeah. And or she was like reading past lives or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, this is free. Cool. Um <laughs> And she started talking about I I was like an aspiring actor working at a hotel in L.A. or something like that. She told me this whole story about my person. It was like some haunted uh, hotel in L.A. or something. Daniel Shar goes next and she starts reading his energy and she goes, you it's the 50s and and mine was in the 50s. It's the 50s. And you work at a hotel in L.A. Oh, (laughs) And he like looks at me, and we're just like, "Oh, yeah, mine, mine too." You just said that to me, and she goes, "Yeah, you guys. Oh my god, yeah, you guys know each other at this Whoa. hotel." <laughs> it's like, okay, either she like forgot very quickly. <laughs> that is amazing, it was or very funny. she was or right, or she, she was, was right. Sincere, and many Chicago improvisers actually worked at this hotel that had a huge fire the hotel was groupon (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no no we we don't need to talk about chicago improv (laughs) or or we can sort of as part of maria's past part of her history she's on sears tower i was Um, on sears Tower for a hot minute right before i left chicago Mm -hmm. interesting it was really fun if you had to give us a paragraph on sears tower what would you say super fun shows super smart people um uh Toxic green room. Toxic green room. <laughs> Absolutely toxic. Um, Sears Tower was so much fun. Um, okay, Baby Wants Candy also. She caught, she I did. It. I did a little Baby Wants Candy. Is this all on my LinkedIn? No. Oh, wow. Did you go on my website? I just no. bought a URL. Honestly, that's what Steph and I kind of planned to talk to you about that tonight. You need a stronger web, web presence. Well, you have an incredibly strong web presence. Oh, without, web presence, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Web presence. But without you, a, a website of your own. Uh, I could not find a website. I have a website. I just bought the URL a couple have days ago. Have you built it? It's built. It is built. It is ready for viewing, ready for surfing. If, if I Google Maria Is it Google approved? So here's the thing. I bought this package from Wix. Oh, my God. We can. Yes. Welcome <laughs> to the party. I've Megan has Megan has a Wix and she's very angry about it. It is humiliating. People make it's a free it's a free website. People, the only who one makes fun of you. Who has once made fun of you for having a Wix? People, I don't want to out them, but people in more than one. 
Well, I actually visited your website when I was building my website to get inspiration. Wait, this is slash a great copy topic because I visited uh, Christina Felsky's website over and over again when I was building my website to get inspiration. Wow, wow, wow. Huh, we're all kind of women derivative. lifting up women. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a great question. Whose website did you look at when you were trying to create your own website? Yours. Christina's. I looked at I looked at yours. I looked at Mitra's. I looked at Betsy Kenny's. Who else's? Annie's. I think I looked at. Oh, Annie's oh, is really funny. Annie's is like a yeah. It's like a GeoCities. Yes, type it's really really it's website. perfect. It's perfect. Um, yeah. Wait, we got it. I tried to find it. So, it, it, what is the what is the uh, website? Okay, www dot okay, Maria Randazzo, R A N D A Z Z O dot com. So there's a place in that's crazy. It didn't come up. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god, it's beautiful. It might not have been added to Wait, the Google searches. Yet. Yours doesn't have. Yours doesn't have the banner at the she top. She said she bought it, Megan. Oh, if I buy it, that goes away. <laughs> I'm about to buy that. When I just looked at it, by the way, Megan, half an hour ago, yours had, it said basically like buy Wix in Russian. It wasn't even in English. On the website? On Megan's website? The the like strip at the top. Wait, you're currently working as a stand-in on the Real Housewives of New Jersey? I'm currently working as uh, Teresa Judice's stand-in on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. joking us right now? That's awesome. What? What? Uh, Tell us about that. Fill us in. First of our R.I.P. Her husband, right? No, he went to jail. Oh, okay. But he yeah. didn't in, all intents, <laughs> in all intents and purposes. Or what's Wait, I really have to ask you. Do you think I'm serious? Wait, are you fucking not serious? <laughs> I'm not serious. With That's that. a joke. <laughs> yes. Wait, do you look like her or something? What? Well, she, no, she's just like a a crazy Italian woman, <laughs> and I was just thinking like, who could I, who stand in could I be that would be funny? But it's very, <laughs> it's very. No, that's over. Our I'm heads. glad you brought this up because <laughs> I've recently sent this website to a few okay hashtag industry people, and I was really concerned that they'd go on the homepage and believe it. Honestly, oh, no. so they believe it. Th- I think that only helps you. Oh no, it does not. It's like oh, she's like kind of working. Oh she yeah, she's working. <laughs> she's hashtag working hashtag bless hashtag slay to borrow some hashtags from your. I need to website. come up with another hashtag to make people know that it's not serious. Hashtag JK. <laughs> there we go. I mean, Simple as that. I can't believe. Okay. Oh my god, I love the picture of you as a child. Thanks, Meg. Oh my god, you are so cute. Your hair is so dark. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Her hair see it. now is dark. No, but it's no. like more chestnut. This is like real dark. This is like there's it is like dark. I mean, I, I love well, it when I was ways. a kid, I got my mom would tell me to get color treatments, get me enriched. Are you joking? <laughs> yes. I don't. Honestly, here's the hard thing for me. I, I'm a sort of a comedian or something. I never think other people are joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I always think people are being I, real. Honestly, I kind of think that sometimes too and sometimes it's like when people are doing bits at my expense <laughs> i think that they're real oh like telling no. me real stuff <laughs> you're like, you're like, so i suck <laughs> <laughs> oh my god did you guys have what color was your hair when you were kids like Blue. white white blonde white blonde same yeah. same yeah. freaky like poltergeist style 
Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Toe, My mom toe head. has said that she was afraid of me when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, I think that's a different issue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was always yeah, I never saw Poltergeist. Oh, I either mean, no, no, no. Would but you never. brought it. Wow. But I just know it as like a cultural touchstone. Did the people in the movie have white hair? I think the little girl a does. Little girl. So you both. And don't they call toe these children toe, head, toe yeah. heads? Yeah, which doesn't make I oh, I never understood that phrase as a kid. Do you understand it? I don't know what it references. I'm sure. Only my only it's reference something. for the word toe is what's on our feet, and yeah, me too. But it's T O W. Oh, is it uh, for a toe head? Yeah, <gasps> I never thought about. But it But I like also that. don't know what that references. Boat toes or maybe white rope. I have no idea. I just made that up. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's or it's r- like their hair is the same color as their head, so it looks like they're. A big toe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I thought about that once. Wait, um, did you? I mean, I know what color hair you had as a kid, but were you born with uh, hair? Uh, that's a good question. That's actually one of my pre-planned questions. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, were you, were you born with hair or bald? Or <laughs> <laughs> when did it grow in? Like last year? <laughs> I'm dead. Um, I was born with like not a lot of hair. And in fact, I remember this one picture where I just had like one like like cartoonish curly cute. Like if like, somebody drew a cartoon baby, it would be like, like the evil baby in yeah, like uh, one, the Simpsons. Yeah, like one girl. <laughs> and then it grew in and then I went to the salon. And my mom was like, she's, you know, five, but kind of enrich. Maybe give her some long layers. <laughs> Some long layers, yeah. low lights, some highlights. Were you guys born with hair? Yas queen. <laughs> red hair, actually. Oh, I was born with red hair. Really? Mm-hmm. This must be like a white person. Oh, like a deeply white person I think person it's a thing. blonde person thing, right? Yeah. What is your, what, um, what is your ethnicity? Both of you. You're German. No. no like sorry. Dutch, Irish, oh, right. English, uh, like Russian-ish, Jewish. Also Jewish. Yeah. I only know what I am. I'm 50% Irish. Or like my mom's like basically 100% Irish. She did the thing. She did the test. Ancestry? Which one? Wow. Or my 23andMe? Or 23andMe. I don't know which one she did. Okay. Actually, I do technically know what one she did because it was a gift from me, but I can't remember which one I gave her. Got you. Whichever was cheapest probably. Sorry, mom. Um, But she came back like 94% Irish. But my dad. Wow. Yeah, which is like. Not even everyone that's in Ireland is that Irish, probably. Oh, true. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah. Um. But then my dad, you know, nobody knows. So I'm like, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. He, we know he has no parents. In but I think no. like my my parents, I don't think really knew before we made them take the the test. They did it too. Mm-hmm. It's so great that your parents would do it. I want. Well, we made my we bought it from my dad for Christmas one year. Because he was like, yeah, I would do that. And my mom was like, I am not going to do that. The FBI will have my DNA on file. Oh, my file. God. That's what my mom said, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. we're like, okay, true. well, are you planning? <laughs> like, also, yeah, true. That's how they caught the Golden State Killer. Um, yeah. But it's like, are you going to commit any crimes? <laughs> like, I know. what do you have planned? I know. I, rem- I remember when that news broke and it was like an, an ethical issue about yeah, yeah. your DNA being available to... And it- like i'm kind of on the side of i think it is an ethical issue and it's not cool for it to be shared i think that privacy should be stronger than that 
personal privacy. Even though, I mean, you are sending it to companies and companies technically can do whatever they want. But I think that maybe the government shouldn't have access to as much information as they have access to. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Wait, but uh, I mean, that's kind of kind of heavy and complicated. Maria, what what are you? <laughs> what's your what's your ethnicity? Or do you know? Um, I've never done the tests. Okay. I've never done the tests, but I um pretty sure we know I would love to do the tests. Um my dad is Sicilian and Italian and my mom is Sicilian and German. Oh wow. So oh and I also believe we're a little Slovenian as well. Mm, That's what Slovak- I've been told. It's right. Slovakia. Slovenia. Slovenia. Oh, there's two different places. Slovenia mm-hmm. and Slovakia mm-hmm. is a different country. But I really want to do the test right by Italy. Oh, well, that makes sense. That does make a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. I watched a chef's table, I think, about a chef from Slovenia. Mm-hmm. She seemed very cool. I'll have to check out this app. Maybe it's my <laughs> sister. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I was like pretty disappointed. I went to Ireland when I was like 19. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to go to Ireland. Like my mom's Irish. Like I'm going to look like all these people. <laughs> And I did not look like a them. I looked different. Really? How so? to me. Well, I mean, most of the people in Ireland, it's like actually, you know, you, everyone's like, oh, Ireland. It's like red hair, green eyes. That's like Viking, actually, right? Oh. But everybody oh. in Ireland has like dark hair, kind of very pale, Fair. freckly skin, yeah. and very blue eyes. Ooh, in I, my experience. Oh, my gosh. Blue eyes. You guys both have blue eyes, don't you? Mm. Yes, I think mm-hmm. so. Or green. Are you? I'm like bluish green. I actually, when I got my license renewed, when I moved to New York, I was telling, they were like, and what's your eye color? And I was like, oh, blue, green. And they were like, the guy was like, gosh, everyone is saying they're blue, green. I didn't even know that was an eye color. (laughs) (laughs) He like typed it in and he's like, it's in the system. I've never heard of this blue, green eye color. Like, okay. It's like smashing two colors together. (laughs) I'm brown red. (laughs) But it's like I have different like loops of color. So I have like a loop of like blue and a loop of green. Yeah, you guys can't see stuff right now, but her eyes are actually sort of like, um, there's like a circle of blue and then like outside of that there's a circle of green and it's kind of concentric and it kind of goes out. Who concentric? And you kind of immediately hypnotize it if and when you, if look, when at you look at her. If when you look at her, yeah. But I've never I've been knocked out this whole time. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go down our list here for Maria. Um, you were in a, a musical called, you were you were in Shamilton. Wow. Which I have to guess is what? a musical based on the musical <laughs> Shamilton. She Hamilton. Did you pull up like a PDF of my resume? Where are you getting all this, Megan? my ways. I, we Where have a research are you team. putting this? We have a research team. Uh, no, Megan is looking at her computer. It's out right now. Wait, I have a, no, I'm, I have a question. Yeah. Is it she Hamilton? It's not she Hamilton. Oh, okay. I made a joke. Er. But that is a very joke that um, there's a a new Broadway producer. Her name is, um, what did I say her name was? Like Miranda Lynn Manuel. (laughs) She she wrote um, something. (laughs) You need to get your notebook. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And we've got, here's a new update. We have Big Ten Network. Oh yeah, I love this. this is, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm gonna get a um, like a lifetime achievement a award, <laughs> where it's like they go, they walk through your accomplishments. 
um we can also talk about more fun stuff. no i love this i did i loved um i was on the big 10 network did some character bits with mike hall i love mike hall oh, yeah. if you guys know mike hall don't know him have heard of him he's great and you guys would be great on the show and they should come film in chicago they should do new york or i mean film in new york mm. they should come to new they york they should do rutgers bits rutgers is in new jersey they're in the big 10 i just <gasps> learned this oh. last week rutgers and what's their mascot do we know the red barons it's something like that like red not red cardinal i don't know what made you look at rutgers, rutgers. <laughs> i was I was an extra in a commercial. Oh, congrats. Wait, uh, thank um, you. Wait, wait. For a law Accomplishment firm. alert. Is this real? What did you play? Yeah. What role did you play? I was selling, uh, like, gear. It was, like, at the football stadium. Mm-hmm. And I was selling gear. Like, I was selling t-shirts. Ah, uh, like, um, yeah, sure. Like, like a, a merchandise store. Yeah, yeah. At yes. the football stadium. Like swag. Yeah. Damn. Did you, um, how did you wear, what did you wear? I wore a black polo shirt. And your hair in a high pony, low pony, down? Down. Whoa, okay. And hair and makeup? I had to do my own. <laughs> that sounds like a It was a commercial for Rutgers? No, it was like for a law firm. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Which law firm? Are you allowed to say? I have no idea if I'm allowed to say. Okay. Well, Maybe don't. Don't. Yeah, no, don't. don't. Also, Let's I cannot say Rutgers for the life of me. Rutgers. This whole time I said Rutgers. Rut- Rutgers. What? Rutgers. <laughs> but if they need any good Rutgers bits, um, I used to play softball. I could pretend to play softball. <laughs> um, I played tennis over the weekend. I could still play some tennis. Tennis is hard. Mm-hmm. I think it's the hardest sport to play. Ooh, what do you guys think is the hardest sport? Golf. <laughs> I think <laughs> Ooh, perfect question. What does everyone think? Well, I guess hard? I don't know. I think I say golf because I only played it a few times and I was like infuriatingly bad at it. So I'm like, it's actually I think it's just hard to play. <laughs> I think golf I would put in the same category as tennis. tennis yeah, absolutely. Lifetime sports. Mm-hmm. And also kind of difficult. Oh yeah. Sports um, that require precision. Mm. Which really if you want to be good at any sport. You would think of all sports in that way that they require precision. Football, I would say a lot of the positions would involve not. Well, okay, who am I? I have no idea. It just feels like you got to be kind of big and slam into people. But that's maybe judgment. You know, that's maybe wrong. I think there's a lot of strategy in football. And as long as you know your one strategy on that one play, you're good. You're good. But you have to know like 50 strategies that could come up in a game. You know what I mean? Of course. Because there are a bunch of different plays. Yeah, sure. A big playbook. So it's just you just know what you have to do that play. And as long as you can do it, you're good. Wow. I think you should be a... I think you should be a sportscaster. And you already have the fun headphones. That's true. Actually, I would love to be a sportscaster. I watch so much sports. Wait. Sports. Sincerely, career. if you weren't pursuing comedy, what would your career be? I love this question. It's kind of cliche, but... And people are, need to take some time, which is absolutely fine. And I'll kind of fill the silence by saying sprinting, to me, is the hardest sport. Oh. <laughs> yes. Is that what you would do if you weren't doing comedy? You You'd be a sprinter? Absolutely not. You have to have the skill in it. And that's different. There are a lot of sports that you have to have skill and... Um, or, like, you can have maybe a little bit of skill and then learn. Mm. 
how to Talent do it. V skill. Yes. Natural athleticism. But v skill. To be a sprinter, you have it. You have to have so much talent. And then there's like strategy and how to train Knock over and the stuff other like that. Yeah. Elbow. Kind of um, stick a foot out. Some bows. But if you don't have the natural tendency to be really fast, you can't do it. Evolutionary biologist. Steph Cook. That's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> be an evolutionary biologist. No, I think I, gosh, something that had nothing to do with like writing or anything like that. Maybe something to do. I would love to help the environment. That's okay. wonderful. Um, I think that's very yeah. Like if I could go back to if I could go back to being eighteen and be like, hey, um, you know, in ten years, uh, climate science will be a lot more. Advance will be a lot more near the end of our lives. I would be like, well, maybe I should study environmental science and be a scientist. Hell yes. And try to help in that way. If That's because I have no, no, I have no political ambitions, but I would like to Currently. help the world be a better place ever. Climate change is political stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I love that tone. I guess you can count me as a Democrat. Because <laughs> I think climate change is real. This Isn't is my fun. This has been fun. Political? <laughs> it shouldn't be political at all. Leave. It's just real. <laughs> yeah, it's not political. It's Do we have three more hours? Maria, what's your answer? Oh, man. And then we'll get into what this podcast is. All oh, man. About. If I wasn't doing comedy what would i do uh, that's a really good question and i will say i think it speaks volumes if you like really have to dig for this answer because that means you're doing the right exactly exactly um so just kind of like a friendly little reminder to everybody out there who might be having a moment of doubt if you're like i can't think of anything else like that's and i just had this conversation the other day with one of my friends a fellow comedian friend of ours lily sullivan you may know her mm. um but we had this exact conversation We're like we don't know what else we would do that's the sign that you're supposed to do it you i think doing. so i think so um okay but if i had to pick i think i would live in another country but i know that that's not a, a profession like I think <laughs> I would I know what you mean <laughs> Like Because no, you would have the freedom To be like You know what I don't need to be in I don't need to be in New York or LA Yeah I think I Like I would live in Spain And I would like Be a florist or something Or I would oh, like Have oh, like God. I would have like Some type of like Rooftop garden And w- wear Earth tones And yes. Kind of like Like sandals I would wear sandals <laughs> <laughs> Eat dinner at Midnight 12.30 I would eat dinner at midnight and um kind of my profession would be that <laughs> damn megan i already said mine no you didn't i snuck it in I sprinter evolutionary oh yeah i well i said I, I i you know what i don't know how sincere that is truly i've yeah maybe that basketball player star player for the uh new york liberty sure yeah if i could be if i had any athletic any innate athletic ability i'd love to be a WNBA player Unfortunately, I do not. What's yeah? That's the other question. If you what is if you were like an all star amazing athlete, what would your sport of choice be? Wow. Well, now at this mm. point in my life, honestly, <laughs> it would be hilarious to be a professional golfer. <laughs> oh yeah, like, you can do that. I can kind of see that. I can yes. see that on you, and you can do it forever. I mean, <laughs> that would be so funny. 
But I mean, that's just more of as a bit or something. Yeah. But wait, I feel like that kind of like took us back to somewhere. Hold on, I'm getting like a kind of sense uh, memory. We're talking about what we could be learning, learning. Oh, oh. Well, we do need to talk about what we've learned. So that is this podcast. Absolutely. There was something more specific there, but anyways, let me return it to what you're saying, Steph. Sorry, my apologies. Oh, I don't know. I think um, I think the Grand Slam is a really exciting event, and I think if I were really talented in tennis, I would love to do that. Meaning win three na- three tournaments. Four. Oh, it's four. The Grand Slam is four tournaments. Okay, well, I didn't know. Exactly. Um, okay, but comedy is threes. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's really, um, I think they're great events. And I think also the smaller tennis tournaments are really uh, well run and really fun as well. <laughs> so you want um, to be an administrator? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I would love to be like, uh, yeah, if I could be Serena Williams, how amazing would that be? Actually, no, you know course. what? Yeah, I'd be Serena Williams. I okay. But I think soccer's fun, too. I'd love to play in the World Cup. Yes. Mm-hmm. I read today that there's, the you know, they're talking about when the first kind of women started participating in the World Cup, and they like they say this 1971 game is like the first, you know, World Cup for, for women or whatever. But they're like, it's not true. There was a big soccer game for women in, like, 1850s, but they just, like... Anyways, but apparently in the 1971 game... Someone from it was like France played somebody else. 1971. Sorry, what did I say? Oh, okay. There was a game. No. Then they didn't do oh, it again okay, for a while. Yeah. It was like just like kind of this fluke. But they, you know, good players are out in the field. They're kind of doing it. But one player missed the game because she had to work her grocery store shift. <laughs> and that's not, that was kind of a little. Oh my gosh. Nobody could cover. Nobody could cover. <laughs> I mean, talk about what about? I mean, do you think she tried to get that thing covered? She's probably. Are you kidding? You can't. I want to go play in this game. Maybe, maybe everyone else on the team pl- also worked at the grocery store, <laughs> and they they all got their shifts covered <laughs> before she, she could get hers covered. She was the last one. Or just this whole scene in my mind just played out where it was like her family's grocery store, and her dad was like, do you want to play soccer? How <laughs> do you want to be at the store? <laughs> yes. That's like a whole movie. It's like Big Fat Greek Wedding, but... Uh, my big... Soccer miss. <laughs> my big soccer miss. <laughs> my big soccer miss. My big... F- uh, French grocery store or whatever. Oh, they're French. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was a French or Swedish. Don't want to conflate, but not sure. Okay. On this podcast, kind of the big thing that we do and we kind of, we kind of get into about 45, 50 minutes into talking is we talk about, you know, what people have learned recently in their lives. Um, it's kind of our thing. We, it's what we do. Um, we have our guest here that they've maybe learned something recently. Steph, uh, I think earlier, on text revealed to me that she learned a lot this week oh I, yeah i really made an effort <laughs> so to learn a lot for the podcast great yeah. so life is about i'm just gonna learning. focus on one of them okay i also learned so we all got some stuff to talk about i feel like um maria i'd love to kind of toss the ball into your court first being that you are our guest of honor thank you so much okay <laughs> you're welcome life is about learning <laughs> And here's where I get out my PowerPoint presentation. (laughs) Um, No, truly though, like I am, I feel like the, the past year, two years have been like full of a lot of change for a lot of people. Also like not just myself, but I feel like I look around and like my friends are going through these big, great big changes, whether it's like new job, moving, marriage, babies, whatever. And we are sort of in that like age where those things start to happen. Um, but something that I have learned recently that I'm practicing, so it's not like a finished lesson, it's like something that I'm continuing to learn how to do is um, like truly, truly 
be kind and love myself. Wow. And I know like we, I think we're living in like the age of self-love. And I think that's great. It is definitely I know this. I'm not the first person to say this. And like it's the first time I've heard it. This is the age really? of love. Everyone's I, put that fine a point on it. So thank you. But I think it's like also it's like being not that it's a bad thing that it's being commercialized, but I think it is being mm. commercialized a little bit like and maybe by commercialized, I just mean popularized, but it should be. And I want it to be because it ultimately, I think, is like the most important thing you could do for yourself is to be y- your like Lizzo, like take Lizzo, for example, like she is killing the game. And I feel like her main message is like you you have to love yourself. What's, what's the yeah. song? I'm on my own the best friend. The juice. Yeah, well, the juice is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm blanking right. Is it? I'm my own best friend. I'm my own number one fan. I'm, I don't know. Should, should we do one. another pull up? I only know one of her songs. She does, uh, "Baby, how you doing? Doing good." Oh yeah, oh, good, as is good as hell is amazing. Good as hell is amazing. Um, but th- she has an entire song on her newest album about self love, and it's so good and it's so great. Um, and my like mantra that i say to myself especially because i am a person who i will like really i'm really good at blaming myself and like beating myself up and like i mean we all do and i'm not i am not special in this way but like i can be mean to myself i can be really mean to myself and i'm not being my own friend and but this thing that i and, and this goes in like all situations across everything but this thing that i've been saying to myself is how do i love myself through this that is my thing and it helps me a lot. So like when like just this week I was feeling like really negative. I was blaming myself. I was like just been feeling really like crunchy as I like mm-hmm, to say. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Maria, stop. How do you love yourself through this? Because that's the only thing that's going to get you through because everything else is wasted time, wasted energy. And so I've really started being kinder to myself. I have started to um love myself more and oh, i'm yes. gonna just tag on to this do i have the time yes yeah. we have plenty of time okay so like we have four hours oh i'm cutting out everything Rage. i said before this so <laughs> we have an extra like herself. 20 minutes declare <laughs> 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 that she was absent on this <laughs> um but over the past couple years uh, yeah i have had two really important psychic readings and want it, to get into this yeah okay um and two uh, one made message has came across in both of them and it was like you have to cultivate self-love and faith in yourself and the things that you want will start to happen but it was like and i was like whoa so it's a real big thing in my life and i'm really trying oh they said in the readings they in one of the readings in particular they were like make it part of your routine like every morning you when you wake up or every morning when you go to bed you need to literally give yourself level however <laughs> that sounded like Maybe masturbation but <laughs> you, i was going to say you put your arm you put your hand to your arm like you were giving yourself heroin no, i did you not. need to shoot up daily did I really? <laughs> So every day I shoot up and it feels so good. The pro drug podcast. Wait, for real, when you think about how kind that you are to other people, when you think about, then you think about the way that you talk to yourself, there's, there's quite a difference. It's true. It's so true. And it's kind of in Sanya. I've I've heard a lot of like advice in general, like recently where people um just like reading stuff people are like what is the advice that you would give 
to a friend mm-hmm. because you 100 you would never tell a friend like well you're you're a, fat you're a fucking bitch. idiot yes. like you you should <laughs> yeah. kill yourself right now because everyone hates you you would never do that of you course would be not. like you would be like okay well here's something amazing about you and that's why this one thing that's bothering you actually the thing that's bothering you you're really great at and here's how you like get better at it or whatever it is like you would pump them up and be like you're so great you're so people like you like you whatever you need to get out there more you need to be more confident in yourself because also a lot of confidence is the confidence you put out yes like other people your perception of what other people think of you is entirely you putting out your own confidence so if you're like not confident in yourself and you're kind of beating yourself up people like kind of read that oh for sure in a way And they'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. You actually saw. And you're like, (laughs) well, they don't think that, but they're just like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, they're just waiting for you to come back with more confidence. Exactly. (laughs) And then sell them on what you're trying, or not sell them on, but you know what I mean. No, but sell product at the end of the day. (laughs) You know, like, um, if you walk into the room, like, being worthy of being in the room, you're worthy of being in the room. Exactly. Worthiness is huge. Until you make it, but I hate that. But I, I, I hate it. But practice it. Um, th- but sort of on a sidebar to that, something that is sort of de- depressing or sad. But there's like I read the study, and I don't know where it is, but I read it. It's an article. I don't know. If it, I didn't read the study, obviously, but um, <laughs> wouldn't read something that long. Uh, <laughs> there was people. Okay, they did. They got in there. The scientists. They did the studies. Apparently, if you're a person that has this specific combination does not know what you are talking about and is also very confident that is the exact type that is most believed sort of in a Mm. corporate setting oh yeah because you can be vague enough that people can't put together what you're trying to say and they'll attach whatever they think you're trying to say to what you're saying okay so that that's actually a bit encouraging because that means like maybe the their power lies in their vagueness as opposed to yeah. just like oh absolutely actually you want to follow someone that doesn't know what they're talking about it's like saying like i want to make someone like i run a charity and we really try to make children's lives better and it's like that's oh my oh. god i want to make children's lives better and it's like we're a charity and we what we do is we buy 12 beds for this one shelter that they specifically um help these 12 families that are like victims of abuse and it's like only 12 you know like i just made both those scenarios up but that's kind of what it is if you like are super vague yeah. people are like can buy into it mm. and if you're really specific people are like wow that sounds like you're actually not doing <laughs> that much like yeah 12 total beds i, I feel like some, something that this may be in this area that i sort of err on the side of is like you, you when i maybe meet people and this is definitely proven to be an issue for me in New York specifically. Mm. Or you're, you're just like trying to be real with someone. So you're like, I, I'm going to be self-effacing because that feels like a great way to kind of oh, yeah. be a normal person. But but in New York, I think I would say maybe specifically in New York, that reads as like you actually are bad mm. and you actually are not competent. So you actually have to like do this. I, I, I don't know. You, you It feels false to me just to be like, Hi, I actually got this. Mm-hmm. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of number one. Welcome to me. But it seems like actually maybe that is a better way to kind of 
I'm sure there's like a genuine way to like project competence. But I think it's like if you went to into a job interview for a day job that mm-hmm. was not comedy related, was not uh, writing creative at all, um, and it was something that you had experience in, and it was like a day job you don't care. It's not your passion. If they you ask you, should say that up front. If they, <laughs> if they ask you a question like. Well, in this scenario, how do you do this? Or like, oh, in your past positions, what have you done? Blah, blah, blah. You would have an answer because you'd be like, well, I know how to do this because I've done it for 10 years or however long. But in comedy, you're like so close to it emotionally that you're like, well, I don't want to like, I don't want to let you down. But like right. in a normal day job, you're like, I don't care if I let you down. I don't want to do, you you're know, like this is exactly how you do it. There's a, right. There's a, right. Oh, that's interesting. there's yeah. a process for this. And here's what you would do. And in the past, actually, here's what I've done. And here's another specific thing um, somewhat related that I can apply to this. And but with comedy, you're like, well, you know, I don't know. I like, um. I have a couple of videos I can send you if you'd like what I do. I don't know. I know everyone has like different tastes. So like, <laughs> I I don't know if you like, uh, sometimes I do like dark humor and I don't know if that's like that funny and like, well, I do stand up, but it's like, I read stuff, you know, I don't know. Yep. That's not really stand. You're stand just, up. yeah. It's just like, you're trying to equivocate because you're so emotionally invested in it. Yeah. Mm. But you kind of have to like take a step back and be like, you kind of have to. Yeah. I, I totally hear hear this but you have to take a step back and kind of like um step into a place of power with it and even if it doesn't feel real it will come across as real i actually had a conversation this past week where i was like wanting to make a really good impression and i was i was nervous and i could catch myself kind of drifting out of conversation and then like going back in and being nervous and this was my nervous tick which i really hate but i say absolutely like (laughs) 500 times like the other birds it's like i'm like to kind of snap you back absolutely oh my god absolutely absolutely like they would say something and and i'm like oh my god i need to stop being absolute honestly that's a great word it's a power word absolutely absolutely it also makes you sound insane it makes you sound like a boss certain i think makes you sound certain certain it's absolute baby absolutely so wait is there a specific way that you practice self-love it's just like checking in in the morning and being like damn you're killing it go for it and then at night it's like great job i don't really do it at night because i'm usually so tired my bedtime routine is so horrible wait what is your bedtime routine <laughs> last just night, plonk out last <laughs> night i laid face down on my bed until i woke back up and <laughs> made myself actually get into bed and like set my alarm i am yes. so bad at night i'm the worst version of myself an hour before i need to sleep oh I've learned that I am also as well, apparently. Truly, actually, I think it's a blessing because <laughs> I don't have trouble sleeping. It sounds like you don't have trouble sleeping. I don't. It's like I have trouble not sleeping. If it's almost bedtime, it's like it's really hard for me to stay Same. awake. Like I'm, boom, I'm out. And Tim, who's, you know, I, my, my boyfriend, I guess we're kind of officially using the term, kind of 12 <laughs> years in. Um, <laughs> he, he was like, oh, I actually, this is so, like, kind of makes me feel really bad. But he's like, I actually can't really interact with you, like, hour before bed because <laughs> it's just like a landmine. Like, you, you're so tired that you, <laughs> you're, like, you're like a child. It's like, you're like a child. And it's like, oh, my God, you've overstayed bedtime. And it's like anything you can <laughs> like about to be a tantrum or something oh, i so and that feel that does make me feel bad and i'm kind of working on myself but anyways it causes me to lose sleep because it takes me so long to then Just do the in. routine 
brush your teeth wash your face wash my face i like my problem is that i go to sleep before like i take a nap before i go to bed yeah, that's not like right a, like a nap oh. at like 11 45 yeah yeah it's <laughs> yeah. not good I, are you good at bed Steph? um so i are you good don't in take bed? naps <laughs> <laughs> um so i don't take naps like i I, I would say actually the past couple of years I've started to be able to fall asleep on airplanes, which previously oh, yeah. I never could, never could, no matter if, how sleep deprived I was, no matter how long the wow. flight was, could not fall asleep on airplanes. Anything what moving. changed? Anything, um, anything moving? <laughs> I think I maybe started having less anxiety in yeah. general. Like I still have a lot of anxiety. I have issues, but <laughs> I'm, God. I think I'm a lot better in general about anxiety and now like i paul and i both stay up pretty late what's bedtime uh sometimes we will get into bed at midnight but honestly sometimes we won't even get into bed till like 1 a.m that's very normal i would say that's my bedtime that feels like the right time okay that's my bedtime and anybody who goes to bed sleeping eyes closed everything is done before midnight i say Oh, train me wow. yeah yeah or I, I would love to go to bed at like 10 p.m i would love it but you? well i guess i don't know then you're up but, at 6 a.m yeah well it actually might be nice actually i have fantasies of like waking up and going to the gym at 6 a.m and stuff like that but it's also who knows but i would say i probably I, I used to be someone who could not fall asleep for hours. Like, I'd be oh. trying to fall asleep for, like, three, three or four hours. And this is, like, in high school, college, somewhat through my 20s. That's torture. And it was awful. And now I, when I'm fine, like, probably 2 a.m. I'll go to sleep. And I'll be, like, it's once I'm, like, falling asleep, I can fall asleep. <laughs> um does that make sense yes of course um my I mean, issue honestly, now no, not, no. <laughs> <laughs> um like i don't get the thing where i'm like tired for an hour before i go to gotcha, sleep gotcha, gotcha. i'm like pretty awake until i'm like oh no i have to fall asleep so that's yeah cool. so it's pretty quick once i'm like oh no i have to fall asleep i'll fall asleep um, but now sometimes I'll wake up too early and then I can't mm. go back to sleep oh. and I've only slept for like four or five hours. Oh yeah. That's Ooh. hard. Yeah. That'll fry me like an egg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> that's my new phrase, by the way. I'm fried I like want, an egg. I want to use it. You can use it. It's fine. I mean, I'll ref I'll credit you if I use it. It's good. Um, I feel like it seems like I was going to say something, but I'm not. I'm not gonna say yeah, I don't know. My mom has like insomnia where she'll and she'll go to bed at like 10, but she'll wake up at like two or three and then be up till like six. Oh, so she'll she'll just be up in the middle of the night. Does she do stuff? I guess now. Yeah, like she'll like on get on the computer. <laughs> she'll like do. <laughs> I don't know. She'll like get on the computer and do stuff, I guess. Yeah. Solitaire. Solitaire on the computer a lot growing up but there have been a couple times where we've like texted back and forth at like f- three or four a.m because she's like yeah because i'm awake uh, but she'll be like central time zone so it'll be like maybe i'll be up at like six and she's awake at like five. Oh, <laughs> we're just like texting <laughs> it's nice though when you have a buddy in the middle of the night 
Yeah, I guess. Do you guys know in the olden times, they used to have like, everyone would go to bed when it would get dark, and then everyone would wake up in the middle of the night, and that would be like visiting hours. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? Apparently, like, I don't know where or when. And then they'd go back to sleep for a few hours. Yeah, two hours, people would like visit, sit up, chat with each other, and then everyone would go back to bed, and then you'd wake up for the day. Are you kidding me? This sounds like so much fun. It does But what, you would like wake up at like... 2 a.m. and go to the pub and then go back home? Oh, I think I think the pub would be way more fun, but I think it was just like house visits. What And also olden times, specify. Honestly, I'm thinking 1500s, 1600s. You're probably right. But I think you would get up and like have a snack okay. or like a drink or something. Maybe this is where the term Steph's nightcap comes from. Ooh, I think I it might you. be. Because like there were there are writers where they've done like oh what's their schedule like and it was a, a, some of them were like oh they'd write between three and five a.m. But you mean like, like ancient writers? No 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 like um yeah like fifteen hundred sixteen hundred. You're talking about like Shakespeare? <laughs> well, I don't know him specifically, but like you don't know him. <laughs> He's um, a lot of stuff. The guy he did the Alchemist. Just Paulo kidding. Coelho. Oh. I love The Alchemist. Yes. Ben Johnson. Um, there's more than one alchemist, I think. Oh, probably. Oh, there's more than that's one. There's like a Shakespearean era, The Alchemist. Oh. Am I wrong? No, no I think you're right. I think you're right. I might be wrong. I don't, I, I can't, you may I can't be wrong. You, being right. you may be right, Jimmy Buffett. Or Billy Joel, baby. Billy Joel. Uh, what's another Neil Diamond? Thing? They're all the same person. Oh my God. <laughs> what's another thing that you've learned recently while I Google the Alchemist? Oh, another thing I've learned recently is the power of Instagram. <gasps> this is Whoa, something that in. this is something that I've been thinking about, and oh I and I know other people. Oh, we're both right. <laughs> about <laughs> I the, Alchemist? the Alchemist, sixteen ten play. By Ben Johnson, and then a 1988 novel by Paulo Coelho. Ben Johnson sounds like a guy that was in a band that I listened to in college or something. Or Ben, to me, Ben Ben Johnson to me sounds like a prominent male comedian who I should know, and I don't. There was there was one (laughs) named Ben Johnson in Chicago. (gasps) Oh Hmm. God, am I friends with him? (laughs) What up, Ben? Keep crushing the game. Tell us about the power. Okay, of so the something gram. that I've been reflecting on, and I've, where I have learned this, and other friends have spoken to the lesson as well. The power of Instagram in that oh Instagram is an alternate universe. It is a separate mm. world that we live in, that we communicate in, that we have relationships went in okay. outside of real life. Okay. And when I mean the power of it, I mean like then when that alternate universe translates into real life like you post let's say you're single like me <laughs> um and you like post a video we'll post or post a picture of what maria looks like uh, when the podcast comes out i have really light hair now <laughs> so um if that's if that's cut out people won't get it but um so okay. we're only cutting out things i have said <laughs> <laughs> like if you if you post a vid or something okay and sure and maybe your crush sees it or whatever, you likely within a few hours will get a text or a DM or something. It's like this way to stimulate you, some interaction, you and somebody else's mind. Whoa. It's like a way to plant yourself. Yeah. Which is a thirst trap. Okay. Okay. Supposedly. Okay. There's a term. You know, thirst trap. Oh, I've, 
oh, I know it. But I'm just saying, like, okay, and now here we are. This is the f- the phenomenon of thirst trap is not just sexy pick that's making someone contact Although that's you. that's what it mostly what I get from Megan. Sorry. Thinks of her <laughs> six pack and. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to. Just I trying just on a new like swimsuit, excited. and it's like you're clearly at your home. It's clearly at Nordstrom rack, <laughs> and I wanted you to be excited for the podcast. This is making people think that I do send stuff bikini pics. <laughs> I absolutely do not. No, but but now what you're saying to me is thirst trap can just be like, it's not necessarily like, okay. Doesn't have to be sexy. Doesn't have to be it sexy. It does not have to be sexy. It does not it's have to be sexy. any attention. Any sort of attention. Or it's just you and your element. You and your element that just sends that little ding, 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 ding in somebody else's Doom. mind. Little reminder. It's like right. a bit of power. Yeah. Okay. Now we're talking power structures. We're talking power dynamics. I also know somebody who just got a job from Instagram. Like a DM reached out and they were like, I think you would be good at this. And now that person what? has a freelance job. You know what? what? That's the, mm-hmm. the whole Is career. Is it coffee? Because I'm pretty me? good at that. Is drinking it what? Drinking coffee? It's about drinking coffee stuff. I should start posting. I did. I was Post looking at someone's drinking coffee. I was looking at someone's Instagram and it was just like a normal picture they took. And then a coffee, a coffee company commented. I was like, we think you would be a great um, influencer. For yeah. Our co-. And it's just like a friend of ours. It's like, I'm so curious who it was. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, I, it is crazy. I, I feel like, multiple jobs are kind of gotten via instagram Mm -hmm. because this is where you're like hey this is who i am it's kind of my brand i'm kind of promoting myself i'm doing this thing is it good is it bad (laughs) i'm kind of a little bit old-fashioned there's a little bit of a knee jerk i have against it but honestly Mm. it's like that makes me a curmudgeon and it's probably the future well let me tell you the younger generation will needs us curmudgeons Mm -hmm. i will say to keep them in check okay so i'm with you on that okay um but I just think it's and and the other the other side of the conversation is also like you can curate, which is true for all social media. But I think Instagram specifically because it is such a visual medium, medium is like you can curate a life. You can curate what you want people to obviously what you want them to see um, in your like posts and in your and then like the day to day peaks of the peaks into your day-to-day through the, the stories. stories. Yeah. Those intimate glimpses mm-hmm. into your life. So I know like I could know nothing about somebody and I would follow them, look at their stories and I'm like, well, they've had the perfect day. <sighs> yeah. Yes. But we've all seen those people that, you know, you're, you're at the beach, you're kind of laying out, you're having a day and then boom, here comes the person on the beach, a couple people, they take pictures for 20 minutes. They do all these different poses. They leave the beach they they don't they only stay for a little bit. Seems like they had a great day at the beach. Guess what? They just had a five five to twenty minute photo shoot at the beach. Well, that's what there are a lot of. Um, I don't <laughs> know if it's it? like specifically influencer like people who get paid by companies to be influencers or what have you, but um, a lot of people who do like body modeling mm. on Instagram, all of their pictures are taken within like a week. When they're like very, they've like had like a month of like intense like cutting and working out and stuff. So it's like, hey, this is my body is at its peak in this week. So they'll do a bunch of photo shoots, but then spread those photos out over a year. Holy shit. So everyone's like, oh my God, like they're on, they're on the beach right now. Their abs look amazing. Like, wow, they're in this coffee shop. They're wearing this cute top that looks so good on their arm muscles or whatever. (laughs) 
I often comment on pictures. That top looks so, so good, good on, on your, your arm, arm muscles. muscles. <laughs> but all of the <laughs> all their photo shoots are done in like a short period of time when their body is at peak, like whatever they want it to look like. And <laughs> so then they're more normal the rest of the year. Like they probably still look great, but they're not like um, as defined, I guess. Not as swole. Yeah. Mm. Like they're not as what they would think of as Instagram ready. Instagram prime. Yeah. Instagram okay. Prime. Are you Amazon listening to me? Like Instagram. Amazon prime. <laughs> Amazon prime. You can subscribe. It's where you get um, special videos. You pay $70 a year and you get. Um, some free videos and then some videos that you have to rent for two ninety nine for SD, three ninety nine for HD. Um, oh my God! Can you imagine if you rented someone's your Instagram, Instagram stories? stories? That would be amazing. That's Char- the, you have, that some, actually this will happen because you're gonna have to pay to see certain celebrities. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh my God! Celebrities on Instagram are insane. They are insane. But can't look away. Who's your most insane celeb follow? Both of you. True follow or just like occasionally goes to their page? Either. I am. I don't have a celebrity that I occasionally go to their page, but other. But Joe Feldman and Jack Felker have those people that they mm, like. Check in on. Yeah. Oh. I've never done that. Actually, I do. Um, so Paul and I. Paul is my husband. Paul and I watch. For now. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll see how his. Um, year of Instagram pictures turn out. <laughs> um, but we watched like a couple seasons of 90 Day Fiance. And so one day I'm looking at my Instagram and all of a sudden I'm following Darcy from 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> and I was like, Paul, did you get on my Instagram and follow Darcy? And he's like, oh yeah, I guess I must have accidentally <laughs> done that because he follows Darcy too. She's like this woman on 90 Day Fiance who was dating this like She's like in her late forties, like um new like Connecticut um woman. I don't know how to describe it. Like, I got it. Like yeah, Connecticut think- Italian, like Oh, now you just up the ante. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like very runs a fashion company oh, with her sister that looks like Ed Hardy type stuff for women. Um she oh. she has like a a 15 year old kid and like a 10 year old kid she was dating this dutch guy who was maybe 24 and he jesse meester jesse meester yes great name and he was like very like uh, once it went on he was like definitely kind of verbally abusive but he was also like for a while it was like this guy might be crazy right (laughs) like you're watching it and she's like very in love like she went to um amsterdam to like be with him and meet his family and um she was like i think i'm expecting a um like a proposal and so he takes her he takes her on this trip like to see windmills and um he like gets down on one knee and he like gives her a ring and he's like this is this is a um this is a promise ring she's like oh my oh my god you're um proposing to me and he's like it's not a proposal it's like i promise to like love you 
Um, and you know, maybe a proposal down the line, but he gets down on one knee like he's proposing to her. And <laughs> no, it's like sci it's psychotic. <laughs> and they're not together anymore, like thank God, because he's crazy. But anyway, I follow her on Instagram <laughs> and it's like she'll come up and she'll like post like very hot pictures of herself with cold like, shoulder love my tease. love my daughter yeah like and her daughter's not even in the picture right exactly <laughs> and it's just like she's clearly done herself up for these pa- it's like oh yeah insane right who do you follow who's your celeb <sighs> craziest celeb yeah oh man um by the way steph <laughs> That might take the cake. Also, it's very funny that I definitely did not follow her, and Paul went on my phone and followed yeah. her for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, it's it's just kind of a universal, I think, Instagram that did bring me kind of a lot of bewilderment and joy is Britney Spears. <gasps> oh my God! I mean, thank Ooh. you. Yes. It's Britney Spears. It's I free, I mean I struggle Britney. I struggle with her because I don't want to like make fun of. I it. don't want to make too much no, fun of it. I think it. we need to fully respect Britney Spears. What has uh, our society at large is to blame? Yes, we've talked about this before. Yes, I've gone off on the podcast. Yeah, we talked about it. But do you well, think I've talked about it? Oh, wait, with Maria but, before. But oh yeah, do you think she? Um, are you a proponent of free Britney? I guess no. I don't know. Is she still in? the hospital no i did not know she was in the the hospital or like the mental facility i thought she just lived in her house with her sons and she's like very closely watched oh she is i think that's normal no she was like a couple months ago oh i I wasn't aware of that and people thought that she was like locked up against her will so there was like a big free britney Britney was in general oh no 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 she like doesn't have control over her money and all uh, these things no i mean i don't know i don't know much about her i think she is genuinely very mentally ill and i think that her life has maybe gotten better since she's been watched that wow. that is what I would hope for. I see. I feel horrible even bringing it up, but when I think of to, to some things on Instagram, time. I've seen that I don't have words for the painting, <laughs> the dresses. We need to change the subject. Okay, we got to change the subject. It's getting a little. Also, too I'll say taking. I think the these headphones are bad. I, I want to say. I, I think, think if think you more straight when I'm not wearing. Oh, them. when I was I wearing them, I was yeah. like felt crazy yeah i'm wearing them and i've never felt more sane oh mariah sorry can i really quick mariah oh. carries is wild sauce haven't <laughs> ever been to it and now i know what i'm doing yeah yeah later. Later. yeah cool okay yours uh, well uh, did want to say kind of my hot my hot take i think if you put britney spears and her former flame justin Timberlake next to each other and you see how their lives have kind of taken disparate paths I think you have a perfect example of how our culture doesn't <laughs> basically, you know, I'm kind of popping off. Am I wrong? Maybe. But like, we don't allow women to like yeah. have normal lives. And then we're happy to like, let Justin have a healthy, normal life. Oh, he was totally, first of all, he's an anti-vaxxer and his wife got all the flack for that. She did go to that meeting, but also like he did not get their kids vaccinated either. So he didn't either. Okay. They're not vaccinated. Oh my god! According to so yeah. terrifying. Unless he did it secretly, but like, um, they didn't like do it bag. in the normal I'm sorry, I had way. 
Um, but yeah, her uh, Janet Jackson getting all of the blame for the Super Bowl thing yeah. and him not getting any. Like he yeah. walked off scot free, and it did truly ruin her career. Yeah, jeez, men in will retrospect always get away with more shit. Just always. And Tale the thing is, like, time. I I feel like it's sometimes it's not even like they shouldn't get away with that. It's like no. I want to get away with that. Why can't we all get away with this? <laughs> yeah, everybody should be given kind of the benefit of the doubt. I don't mean like bad like bad stuff. No, but I, like, you mean murder in the street and yes. <laughs> no, no, no. It, no, but there is this kind of idea of like boys will be boys, kids will be kids. It only seems to apply to a certain subset of the population. It's like, I don't know, a lot of people should be able to. I, I kind of like have this thing that I say in my head, which I don't think is fair, but it's like, don't we all deserve like a white boy childhood? <laughs> I don't know if that's like too too much or whatever, but I was once uh, late to a work thing, okay, and I felt really bad to it. And a coworker of mine was also late, okay, and we both felt really bad about it. And we both emailed the woman who was in charge, and we both these are separate emails, only like a joint email, okay. But we're emailing you together, right? <laughs> to apologize, <laughs> I was email apologizing. Sorry, I mean it wasn't like so late, but just late enough to be an a hole like I can be. And I uh, wait. That's reminded me. That reminds me of your recent tweet oh, about punctuality. Thanks, Meg. <laughs> Which was LOL to me. Um, and in general, I-, I emailed her and I said, "I'm sorry. I'm late." Today. You know, I was like, "You know, a nice apology email." She didn't respond to me at all. He wrote her an email apologizing, and she responded to him, "You are so great." <laughs> you are so great. I love when you're late. I mean, wait, that's the full email. No, no, no. She just said, "You are so great," and then I didn't get a response because I'm expected. We're all us women. We are expected to be perfect 100 percent of the time. And that's what's up. <laughs> that is what's up. Gosh, it's so. Yeah. Megan, you were going to read all of my tweets was, from 2012 on. Honestly, I didn't read your tweets today. Or did I? I didn't tweet today. I've um, had a busy day. That's acceptable. I'm happy. I, your tweets That's are so acceptable. funny. Your tweets are so funny. What do you like more, Instagram or... Well, you said the power of Instagram. Um, like I, okay. I love Instagram. I'm obsessed with Instagram. I want to work for Instagram. Oh, that's yes. what it is. If I wasn't doing comedy, I'd work for Instagram. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Okay, here's the tweet I was referring to. Honestly, scared that if I get, in, get to heaven, Jesus will be like, everything was great, hon, except your punctuality. So please see yourself downstairs. Also, I'm also very hesitant reading tweets because I feel like the true... Tweets are meant to be read, not heard. Oh, you mean like internally read? Yes. Yeah. So it's like it, it kind of like kills them like partially when you read them. And that is actually a really interesting thought. I never thought about that. So that like, like they live in this mental they, space. They do. They fully live they in the really mental space. They really do. That's really, really fascinating. So you read it a lot and people are like, oh, but it's like if you read it, you, you're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing whilst reading it. <laughs> Um, do you believe in tweet momentum as in the more you tweet, the more you'll get just like get likes because you're it's like I believe in the opposite. Really? The more you tweet, the more you will wear on the patience of your friends and family <laughs> and your lights, your likes will plummet. I, I think the reality is different. Like if you're like trying to like be someone like on Twitter or something, you should mm. probably tweet frequently. Who are these people who get thousands of like per tweet who we know who we know what are you doing are there hashtags that we're not doing i don't know what the 
mystery is there? I'm sure there's a... And I'm not saying the tweets aren't good, because the tweets are good. Tweets are fire. But I would say, I, I'll read a tweet that has three likes that's as funny as a tw- as any tweet I've ever read. Same. Same. So it's like, what's the secret? Was I, maybe it's being like younger, having a ton of followers. I think it's all, all about being younger. Or something. But last yeah. night, I fired off that tweet right after the news broke that Mueller was going to testify. Again. And I said, that was bad, because that's where the heat was, was Mueller. Nobody wants to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, oh, this was bad timing. Because it's it's disrespectful of the news story. No, it just that people want jokes about that. People don't want a joke that's not topical. Super topical, yeah. Sometimes, okay. Relatedly, sometimes I have a thing where, uh, you know, we're all kind of sad all the time now. It's like, are we lobsters kind of boiling in a pot, and we don't really? We're all kind of like, it's getting really bad, and we don't know how bad it's getting because it's like kind of incrementally getting worse and worse. And then that's just even to us, I think, for kind of more underprivileged people, it's like fully, they don't feel like lobsters in a pot. They feel like, you know, something more severe than that, blah, blah, blah. So you're like constantly sad or whatever, and I'm not putting too funny. But, so, but then you're like, oh, okay, here I am like firing off a silly tweet amidst. And is that what the people want? Or is that what I want to do? Or like, what's the right answer there? No, I get what you're saying. Like, relatedly. Are you saying like, is it appropriate for me to be tweeting anything, a, a joke when there are really serious things happening? Yeah, but of course it is. Of course it is. And that actually is something that I've learned <gasps> that I, I wrote down on my list of things I've learned. Can you tell us? Yeah. Is that joy and tragedy coexist, coexist and li- live at the exact same moment? Whoa. Always. Always. That's cool. And that is, I am not the first person to say that. I'm not the first person to observe that, but I have lived it and I'm like, oh, that's true. Yeah. Laughing hard at a funeral, for example. It's true. Yeah. You laugh hard at a funeral. Um, It's a weirdo thing, but yeah. it's just, it's just like, and I've, and my favorite, one of my favorite Joni Mitchell quotes is laughing and crying. It's the same release. It is. It's the yeah, same thing. I love- it's the same thing. Do you guys like Joni? I love Joni. I don't. That's okay, Steph. Steph, it's what do you listen to? Fucking fine. Um, I listen to like, um, you know, guitar bands. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to like uh, Nick Drake. He's roughly the same era as Joni Mitchell. Oh, but a bit more. I don't know. I don't know Joni Mitchell's music that much at all, but he's very kind of um, sad and naturey. Yeah, that's Joni, man. Okay, yeah. <laughs> maybe they were friends. Probably not. Probably he was were. kind of a loner, but I know Nick Drake. Yeah, a little bit. I thought he was more contemporary. Can I you do like a Nick Drake impression? <laughs> That's really good. Maybe too high, but he has a very beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. A very he good does. guitar player. Um, yeah, Megan, do you have something that you up. learned recently? I do. There's an op-ed in the New York Times this week. Uh, New York Times. For those listeners out there, it's a publication. Big new, it's a big newspaper here in New big York. Newspaper here in New York. Yeah, I'm very curious who this op-ed was by. No, wait, uh, two scientists. Well, okay, so I'm okay. Kinda, so I think it's no secret. I was going to be like, there's a Brett Stevens op-ed <laughs> in the New York Times this week, and yeah, I was into it. Um, <laughs> no, you're the one who taught me who Brett Stevens is. In, is. Okay, <laughs> so um, I'm kind of into whales. It's kind of my thing. Oh uh, yeah. Fascinated by them. Well, my kind of insane kind of thing that I kind of think about all the time is like whales. They're kind of in our oceans. They're kind of they 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 travel long distances. Like some some orca whales swim 100 miles a day. Blue whales they swim 5,000 
their kind of um, yearly kind of migration is a total of 10,000 miles. They're experiencing more of our Earth than like uh, humans are. They're kind of taking in because of they're kind of how they're going around. I, f- you know, uh, obviously humans travel a lot, so I don't know if that really checks out. But anyways, I feel like they're kind of patient zero when it comes to um, global warming and pollution and that sort of thing. So we see like the suffering of our ocean life and specifically the big mammals in the ocean, the whales. I'm thinking that's like a pretty big indication to us of what the kind of future holds. You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, as I said, patient zero. Okay. And this is going to sound a little kooky and do I, you know, am I kind of, this is kind of, I'm, you know, I'm half serious. I'm, I'm half joking. Am am I joking? I don't know. This is my theory though. Um, so, but there's an article about all these blue, all these, no, sorry, not blue whales, gray whales are dying. Like, they have more beached gray, gray whales uh, this year, like, than ever before, basically. So 167 gray whales have, like, washed up from, like, Baja, Mexico to, like, Alaska, that whole western shore. Um, they've kind of washed up. They're dead. Most whales, when they die, they sink to the bottom of the floor. So the whales that kind of come onto shore, de- they sink to the bottom of the, b- the ocean floor, pardon me, so if whales are washing up on shore, those aren't like all the whales that are dying, but mm. it's like, that's an indication of the numbers, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's been quite a few and they're like, what's going on? Like there's a lot of gray whales that are dying this year. And it's probably like, well, they're like global warming. There's not enough food, there's pollution, there's like whatever. And it's just kind of like a thing. And scientists are like trying to figure it out, but it's really hard to figure out what's going on because it's like the ocean is massive and it's like moving all the time. And it's like, how do you like study it? Yeah. Did I learn anything? I'm not sure. You learned about that. But, uh, yeah, I learned about this sort of recent sort of thing. Kind of sad. Super sad. Nothing really upbeat there. But there was another incident in our past in the 80s, I think 1981, where there was another big incident of whale deaths. It's like they call it a high mortality incident or something. That's not the right phrase. But it was 100 whales and washed up, and (gasps) that was in, like, 1981. So this is, like, you know similar but more yeah hmm. so it's not like wholly unprecedented but i mean basically it is but anywho i mean it's really fucked up what's <laughs> going on right now with the world like every like i read the news today for i um was on my way to work and i just like peeped it for a little bit and it was all truly so horrific and sad yeah and i don't want to necessarily go down this no road i know but, but like, like do i need to get do i what am I supposed to get in the car and go to Mexico? I know. <laughs> go to the border? I mean, like, but I it's think like, it's like talking answer? about it, talking about it, and then like <sighs> voting with our wallets is like a huge thing. As I hate to say it, but it's like money is absolutely everything. And it's like where you put your cash and where your cash is going. Cool. So I have to be careful about that. Yeah. Where do I put my cash? On a related note, I learned uh, the phrase black mayonnaise. What? (laughs) So black mayonnaise is a term for, well, do you guys want to guess or no? I should just say. Oh, we got to guess. Moldy mayo. Moldy mayo. Okay, what do you think? Black mayonnaise (laughs) is... When you, <laughs> when you, it's an activity. 
Oh my god. Well, because when Steph said it's a term, it's taking me way too long to think of. All right, black. All kind of time. Uh, black mayonnaise is mayonnaise with charcoal in it. <gasps> oh, for cleansing. And you put it in your face. Yep. yep. No, neither of you are correct. So, Shocking. but I'll say that you're both mold and charcoal. Maybe not far off. Um, so black mayonnaise is essentially, it's all around New York. It is a, um, it was I big in the Gowanus. I don't want to know that it's all around New York and I don't even know what it is, but keep going. It was it's big. On, it's all currently on you. I guess it was big in the Gowanus Canal, but <gasps> I think it actually did, does exist like in the Hudson and in the East River as well. But it's just like toxic sludge covering the bottom like it's on top of the sediment um so it's between like the water and what would be the natural like sand at the bottom of the river and it's all just a mix of every like industrial chemical like human shit um everything and the it's called black mayonnaise because it's black it looks like tar but the um, consistency, consistency is, is like mayonnaise yeah um and <laughs> So oh, God. basically the the New York water system and actually a lot of cities are like this is a combined um, sewer system and water overflow system. Wait, so, what? repeat that. So the system that when you like flush the toilet, it goes down. It's the si- it goes into the same pipes that when it rains, the rainwater goes down into. Which is actually like, I guess when it's not raining, it's fine. The sludge or the whatever, like human waste just goes to, yeah, it just goes to the filtration systems. Like, um, but when it rains, especially if it rains, if it storms, like it's they combine past two weeks here, right? It overflows and then it just goes into the river. No. Yeah. So that's why you can't swim in the East River or the Hudson River. Like you're not supposed to because it's so toxic. And most of the toxins are like human shit. But it's also like industrial waste because all the stuff, all the oil that wipes off the streets. Like, yeah. And that's all in the black mayonnaise or that's just in the water? It all like condenses into the black mayonnaise, but it's also in the water. So we got some people jet ski in that. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I think it maybe as long as you don't swallow the water, it's oh, or get it in your eyes. How it's the heck okay? do you not swallow it when you're jet skiing? You get so thirsty and you start to just <laughs> guzzle. <laughs> <laughs> so we got two poop rivers here. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So so bad, and they're kind of trying to clean them up, but it's also like a big undertaking. I would think so. They like are trying to do the MTA because they're like getting distracted. Yeah, they've just been doing, but it's it's with like the whales. It's all slow, just tiny decisions that add up over a period of years. So it's like if you're here's another thing: if you're trying to build a habit, um, which think might be like a mayonnaise. self a self help thing or like um mm-hmm. something to improve your life. If you're trying to do like create a habit. You're not supposed to do it all. Try at to once. change everything yeah. at once. Yeah, you're like you do things like, well, what is a habit I already do? Here's one little Drink. change I'll do to it. Oh, okay. Right, 
more well, ice. I, I drink so <laughs> like okay if you drink just like beer or whatever sad. well like or whatever I'm it is kidding. like oh my habit is i watch tv mm. say so like oh every night i watch an hour of tv and a habit i want to build is like working out more so you can stack your habits so you're like okay i can watch tv but i will you know i have a recumbent bicycle so i have to ride the recumbent bicycle for half an hour while i watch tv or oh i like um what's a recumbent bicycle it's a bicycle where you sit yeah um or like are there bicycles that you stand on (laughs) a normal bicycle Recumbent bicycles are the ones at the gyms where you like oh, sit stationary back. kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean they're all stationary. The recumbent one is the one <laughs> The recumbent one is where you're just really using your legs. You're like yeah. Oh, the you're recumbent. like sitting yes, backwards. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Or backwards? Or <laughs> you're like leaning back. Yeah, you're not You're like using <laughs> your hands to push the pedals. <laughs> <laughs> but um or you know, I run on the treadmill. Let's say treadmill. You mm-hmm. run on the treadmill while I'm watching it for Easier half an hour while I'm watching the show during my hour of TV or whatever. But all of these environmental changes are tiny things that have happened over a period of a couple hundred years and they've just added up. So like probably a lot of the stuff in the black mayonnaise is not even from the last five years. Ugh. Like probably some of it is, but uh, probably a lot of it is like from the industrial revolution (gasps) a lot of it's probably from the 80s a lot of it some of it might be from oil spills over the years like it's just it all like tiny adds up one oil spill the guy was like four or five gallons a day that's what's going on and then turns out it's like four thousand gallons a day that's what they did with the bp one they lied about how much it was yeah (sighs) actually um my two of my friends in la like volunteered to clean up a river um, and they just like for the afternoon, like went out with a bunch of people and literally just picked trash out of a river. Mm. And, they, you know, so if you don't yeah. have the dollars, then you can do the time. Time treasure. Yeah. I mean, it is the thing, too, of like individual change is cool if you want to do that. Like I if you don't want to eat meat, that's like a an impact on the environment because the meat industry is so heavy into mm-hmm. um putting polluting the environment but like it is also i think 70 percent of um the co2 emissions into the air are like 10 companies mm. and so it's like what can you do other than vote for people that will destroy those companies mm-hmm basically like vote for people yeah. who are pushing climate change or environmental policies that will help regulate those companies or destroy them mm-hmm. i do have at least a little t- tiny bit of good news oh, in yes. this regard so my dad is a baby boomer kind of cool brag okay <laughs> um but and like my dad and i talk about current events and we talk about the news like all the time it's like one of the one of our like main talking points <laughs> and the other day he brought up climate change and a story that he read in the new york times and about how trump is like the trump administration just like constantly he was rolling back obama obama era uh measures that were intended to 
protect and improve the environment. And I just had a moment where I was like, this is really cool that my dad is talking about this because he's of a generation where they don't think about that. Mm. Not everybody in that generation, but like a lot of them. They won't be around for it. Yeah. And so over the summer I lived with my dad and I got us a recycling bin and he was like, Oh Marie, you think you're going to change the world one LaCroix at a time. (laughs) And he was like really anti. And I was just like, it's like the least we could do is like we're fucking recycle. But he brought this up and he was like actually concerned. And I mean, he really hates Trump. So like, I know it was like (laughs) probably motivated by that, but like, I was like, this is cool. And a glimmer of hope that like the older generation is starting to, latch on to the alarm so that's a little glimmer of hope i think that's good i think it is i i just wanted to say i'm just so glad glad that you had a glimmer of hope thank you (laughs) because i think you know it's nice to kind of have a positive you gotta stay positive you gotta stay positive nice to say positive well you guys have tuned in for our our seven and a half hour podcast we can't we can't (laughs) thank you enough for kind of being here I I wish we got to so much more with Maria. Mar- Maria's I feel like so much more to tell us. We'll just have to come back. And you guys will never know what Shamilton is. Oh no! God and it's not. It. And we know it's not she Hamilton. It's so not, what is it? It is not she. It's like sh- It's like when people say like, oh Hamilton Schmamilton. That's what it is. That's it. No 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 no. Because no, no, no. there's because you could say it's Spamilton like spam a lot. There is a Spamilton. I think. Oh, yeah. There probably is. You'll never know. But I got to say, it was absolutely delightful talking to you two today. Uh, I love how you, you so are much. hosting the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We fully transitioned to you because me and Steph are so incompetent. <laughs> Maria has been forced to host the dang <laughs> podcast. Thank you so much for coming. Your joy. And thank you for the margaritas and the chips and the cheese. Yes. Yes. Well, you brought chips too. I mean, come on, get out of here. Um, we have a good time on the podcast. So if, to our own if any of you want to be a guest, send us an email. If you have something interesting to uh, talk about and you promise to bring chips, you're in. There we go. Thank you so much for stopping by. Let's fly.